0: The Wanderers in all gold and black. You better retreat, cause we're on the attack. The strength of the wolf is the strength of the pack. We're Wolverhampton, we're on our
1: way back. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 284. That's 284. Of course, it is the ENS. Whoa, lives. Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judit. I'd like to be joined by the boy wonder that is Mr. Liam Keane. Liam, are you a man or are you a boy?
0: Uh, I mean, I would say man, but I suppose in, in comparison to your wildly mm. old age. um Tender.
1: Tender loving age.
0: <laughs> the uh, what? Well, the bad boys from Benidorm were back. Um... Dad, yes, they were. <laughs> I-, I love What's the fact that when I, when,
1: I, when I put this, uh, when I put that picture up yesterday, asking for questions, there were a few people um, who thought that we were just on the lash in probably Wolverhampton or Birmingham last night, and that, that was a live picture. Really? No. That.
0: <laughs> I mean, can you not? Can you not see the uh, the beach in the background?
1: I mean I think there of, was a beach yeah yeah so, you sort of looking
0: at it now you sort of can see the beach I mean it's be in their defense it's not massively obvious that it's a beach but No. You
1: can you can sort of see it um well in the shot you wouldn't have you wouldn't have you know your short sleeved shirt unbuttoned down to your belly button would you in in, in Wolverhampton
0: I must say I did I did go uh, an extra button or two than I than, than, than I than I normally do, but
1: I think that happened during the night. I think I just started slowly, <laughs> slowly undoing them. Well, you said you said during the night, Kino. But context for people who 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 maybe didn't make the preseason trip. Um, I did allow you one night that I was going to go out with you, and you had been you've been you been wanting to go out on a big night out. And I'm like, right, we're here for how long were we there for? Nearly two weeks. Uh, That's about ten days, weeks. wasn't it? Ten, ten days. days, eleven days. So I'm like, right, Kino, I'll give you one night. I'm at my comfort zone here. There's no champagne bars in Benidorm. There's no Moet Chandon. There's no Veuve Clico. I will I will get down and dirty with you for one night. Um, I had one of those braces on, you know, like those little kids have, the tod- so to make sure, because you were off everywhere. You were looking, your eyes were, were wide open, neon light. Any neon lights, you're in there. Let's have a drink there. Oh, what's that poster? Oh, what's that show? Let's go in there. I'm like, Kino, Don't even just, just chill. Just chill, but uh, it was. I, I enjoyed it. But that you say that was um, that was a night picture. That was more of a morning picture, wasn't it? I oh, mean, very I much so. I mean, that ballpark was a... figure, ballpark figure of that time of, of picture.
0: Well, I, I remember the time we went uh, to bed, and I know that
1: not together, by not the way, together. No, I should make
0: yeah. that. I should, I should make yeah. that clear. We did have separate yeah. rooms in the apartment. Would have been a good, good night into a great night. <laughs> <laughs> um... And, I, and obviously that was on the beachfront and we were just walking back mm. to our apartment at that time. So that mm. was around about five, half five. <laughs> oh my God. That, that picture. Because I... we went oh, to bed around man. six, half six, somewhere around that time. So that's, a, yeah, it's somewhere between five and half five. Yeah, it's not, ever... it's not it's not six because it's not quite light enough. So it was just before it got light.
1: I, I love the fact that you know that to, to about the quarter hour. Of, I know. Uh, what time that could be because, because uh, obviously that wasn't your last night of, uh, it of, of that time. In fact, it wasn't anywhere near your latest night uh, coming back. But that was my one and only night, and uh, boy, I had a had a had a had a lovely time with the lad. A lovely time. We we did. We, it, it was it was a good laugh,
0: and um, as you can see from the the expressions on our faces, <laughs> we.
1: We had a good time. Um, we did we splashing the water in at that time. The night, well, I know. Day, yeah, I think I think morning. you got I
0: think you got me that when you went into a you went into a, a shop on the way home. And you <laughs> did I bottle. got to look after you, mate? And I, got... uh, and I remember you I remember you handed hand, hand me this bottle of water. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's gone south. when he's handing me a bottle of water as we're walking home. Um, it was a good night. It was very good. Um, I, I was quite pleased with one response. One one Go chap on. did say because um, obviously a few people you know looks like you've been on the lash. What's this? Mm. Having a laugh. Hmm. Someone said Liam looks like Michael from Peaky Blinders. Who I, I've never watched Peaky Blinders. That's I'll, I'll me. have to let you
1: Google it because I um, I don't mind. I'll take that. Because you look like Who's the who the other person that I've watched that you haven't that detective drama I never watched, but you look like that person. Oh the um, oh Lorna Duty the 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 kid from Line of Duty
0: that he he was in like the I think it was what six or seven series and he was in like the f- first or second series as like a or 11 year old and then he came back in like the last series as like
1: the baddie um and uh yeah i do look a bit like him yeah the, the oh, you look identical to him oh but i'll tell you what though you take michael peak, from peaky but i don't mind that cheap mate i'll take that uh, to be fair
0: i do a little bit actually but oh here we go i'll um i'm better looking um so uh, someone also said weirdly kino looks more like <coughs> judah than <coughs> judah does oh,
1: I, I think that's a bit that's a bit concerning to be fair blue i know i'm concerned as well he's just said that okay oh, absolutely oh. gutted Thank you, thank you, Baloo. That was,
0: that was from Dan. Um, Judas, Judas, <laughs> Judas, dog's gutted about that. Um, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think I particularly. I mean, I am obviously clearly better looking, so I don't really see the resemblance there. But you know he sits up... I do. I'll tell you what
1: though. That vein that's popping out of my head in that picture is hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love a vein, mate. Love a vein popping. Um, I'm looking outside. Is it snowing where you are? It's absolutely torrential snow here. It's not torrential, but it's it's a decent amount right now. Uh, but it's not settling where I am. Tell you what I did settle in my face on our, on my little skiing trip. Oh, I, a bit oh, of a I, I didn't mate. know where you were going there with that. <laughs> <you have? laughs> Excuse me? It's 5.39 at uh, 5. 5 minutes, 39 seconds in at 10.30am. At no, skiing, mate. Skiing. Oh, you've got a shocking mind. Disgraceful. Um, <laughs> you're the one who went there, not, um, not not in a good way. Had a bit of a fall, mate. You got the better of me. Top of a mountain, can on, talk um, me through it. Come on. Well, lovely trip. Um, went with the missus, if people didn't know. A uh, little, little four days skiing in Switzerland in Verbier, uh, which was which was delightful. And they had, we had some snow on the night on the evening that we got there. Uh, fantastic little little town, and uh, the skiing was 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 lovely. I uh, skied pretty well and then it got to the last day and you got a bit of tired legs and you know, you've been working hard. You've been working probably, I would say probably three or four hours in the morning, maybe a couple of hours in the afternoon. So your legs are, your legs are a bit of battering. And I've wanted to go to this top of this mountain for a while because it's the best view of the whole, in the whole resort. Beautiful. And there's only one, well there's two ways down. The sensible way, which is getting the cable cart back down. Where everybody else was doing, or the stupid way, which is this double black diamond, where maybe three to four very advanced skiers were going down narrow, icy moguls, everything that you had that was putting any kind of intermediate slash beginner off. And I'd had a, I have a little hip flask when I ski. I've got to admit, uh, with a little bit of Bailey's in there, just for a little coffee. And I'd had a couple of little swigs on the old um, cable car, and I thought, Ah, oh, well, what was the. What's the harm that I can do to get down? It's a lot quicker, isn't it? After have to weigh in a queue to get down. So I've taken one little um, one little ski down. I've just just gone over the, the lip of the slope. Within the first three or four seconds, I've gone. I know I've gone. Ski's gone, then my other ski's gone, and I start falling at an incredible rate of knots. Whereas if you saw this video keynote, you would be, well, knowing that I was okay, hopefully, you'd be crying in laughter because the amount of distance that I covered in this fall, it was violent. It was <laughs> violent. And I kept on going and kept on going. Couldn't see a thing to the extent where I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to end up here. and I don't know when I'm going to stop. And it must have been, I and mean, it felt like three or four minutes, but it must have been a good minute of constant um, up and down, rolling around um, until, I, until I, f- I finally came to a stop. And I looked back up and it was just, it was just an insane fall, and I knew it was okay straight away, and my skis came back down to me and yes, i felt um I felt like a bit a bit of a i was going to say a swear word there, but a bit stupid, a bit silly, a bit um but you know all all's, all's fair all's fair i deserved I deserved everything that I took because i I thought I was an advanced and I was obviously very much an intermediate and the um i think the the lesson was respect the mountain, respect the ocean liam, respect the mountain as well.
0: Well, I'm glad you came back in one piece.
1: Well, you you asked me to come back. I mean, you know, I was listening to the Liverpool game. You like, I miss you. We need you. So I came back early, and uh, and it was me and you that produced an inc- incredible three points on Saturday.
0: Well, I mean, pretty much. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't give you sort of you know individual credit on that. <sighs> I think that you know as a team we worked well. But you're right. I did say you sort of I was. Waiting for you to arrive at Molyneux, waiting for you to arrive at the press box. Yeah, you said the, the chat room. was terrible
1: there. You're not happy with the chat here before. Chat, between chat. between one and half one, there's a couple of people you don't like to, to speak to. Uh, well, I, I hope that uh, Daz from BBC w- WM doesn't listen to this because that's certainly, <laughs> hear, certainly hear I wasn't
0: talking about because I genuinely was enjoying my chat with him. So before you try and uh, accuse me of that, I didn't know you changed um, ad- it. I was ad- just putting it out there. Adam I was just Bates. throwing stuff and hoping it stuck. Adam Bate from Sky Sports. Well, I was chatting to the pair of them too, um, and uh, don't be like that. Um, however, there was a couple others who uh, who arrived that were uh, rather annoying. So, um, oh, okay, tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely can't. Uh, but yeah, I did say to you twice: um, one over message, one over, mm. one over, one over in, in person that I that I missed you, and you blanked both of them. Did I? Sorry, mate. Sorry. And then you said, oh, "Of course, I missed you. Of course, I missed." You. I was, I, I was just attention seeking really. I just, you were. I, I just you wanted, weren't. I just wanted a bit of a chat.
1: You want a bit of a reciprocation from the old, uh, from the old hug and love? No comment. Shall we? Um, shall we go into um, what was an excellent, a magnificent, uh, a much-needed victory um, after they were not going to go over Anfield because Anfield was just meh. Um, but but Wolves one, Spurs nil. Up to let me just double check. Um, up to 13th in the table now level and points with 12th place Crystal Palace um, Liam again the substitutes were key in this game some were excellent from Lopetegui maybe some more luck than judgement when Diego Costa came off it was a definitely a game of two halves and one that I thought was superbly managed by uh, by Lopetegui and look really completely changed the game because after that first half I didn't think Wolves had any kind of control in the game and if anything Spurs looked the more likely to win that yeah pretty much I mean it was a I use the old cliche again a game of two halves wasn't it
0: um, Wolves had absolutely no footing in the game in that first half um, I think the formation really and I, I think that's what you saw in the second half when Wolves changed uh, play to Spurs' advantage they were able to control possession get the ball out wide overload on the flanks, get the balls in the box, work it out to uh, the wide forwards as well, where they would take, uh, I almost said pot shots, but I think that's probably a bit unfair, because there was a few decent saves that, that Saar was forced into. Um, but the difference was that Spurs didn't really, they weren't clinical enough, they didn't really take their chances, and Mario Lemina did a very good job of nullifying Harry Kane, just virtually man-marking him, almost making it about five at times, and... Um, and really, sort of putting him under the cosh. Wolf come out in the second half, make a couple of changes. I think definitely the right decision because there was absolutely zero goal threat. Um, I wouldn't really, you know, I can't necessarily blame Jimenez in that first half for having no goal threat because he came on partly through the half, had a little time to impact. Costa obviously was was struggling before his injury. Neto was did okay, but you know looked a little bit sluggish and needs needs time, which is you know understandable after his injury. The second half they come out. And once Collins is playing on that right side in the back three, obviously Adama's on the pitch as well, Wolves start to get the possession. They start to get into their rhythm. They start to f- feed the balls out wide. All of a sudden, the momentum is there with them. The fans are there with them. And the chances start to come. And the difference this time is that Wolves took a chance. Um, maybe a, a small bit of luck. I think Forster making that save from Jimenez should probably palm it anywhere but where he did. Um, <laughs> a little bit, A little bit of luck, but... A great finish and a massive, massive three points that, on the balance of the game, the way that the Wolves came out in the second half, Mott got slightly fortunate to get three points, but they absolutely dominate that second half and it was a,
1: a well-earned win in the end. Dare I say it, Liam, with the way that the game went and the tactical management of Lopetegui and the formation changes and the old-school players making such a contribution, this was this was a bit of a flashback to Nuno. It was, it was, it was a little bit. I'll be honest. Um, Smedeto, Moutinho, and Johnny, Raul, yeah. Triore, Johnny, back, back five, crowd, get back into it. A, a great comeback, or you know, excellent second half. It just, it just seemed like we were, we were, we were rewinding back for four, four mm. years. And, and Smedeto and Johnny had you
0: know really good performances on either wing back positions, and then really the. I think Maticio is a great example that you, that you've given there. You can see his role now coming off the bench, which I think is where he's best utilized this has season. Has to now. be surely. Has, has to, to be. be. I think. He's not a ten. I mean, what? It's so frustrating seeing him being played there. Came on. Well, he did this at Liverpool in the win uh, at Monu as well. Came on, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five minutes to go, and really starts pulling the strings. And, and he did that again. So you can see the role there, and really it gets highlighted for me is the way that Jimenez played in that second half. Mm. Not only was he holding the ball up and bringing other players into play, making runs, but he looked so much sharper in possession. Yeah. Every time the ball was fired into him, he found a pass or he found a shot. And, he, and, it, and it, again, it's summed up really by the goal itself. He's on the, la- the shoulder of the last defender. He just makes a really intelligent run. It's about five yards or so. Into the space in between the midfield and defence, He's screaming for the ball. Matinho does very well to play the ball as well, mm-hmm. by the way, give him credit. Fires the ball into him, one touch, turn, and a shot. And of course, that forces the save that allows Adama to score. Now, it sounds really, really simple, but how many times have Wolves strikers this season, and probably for the last maybe 18 months or so, actually taken a shot on goal when the opportunity has arisen? It's been very, very rare. And even when there's a half chance to take a shot on goal, because things like that happen when the ball falls to another player and you score goals from it, you create your own look. And him and his look so sharp, so sharp into the space, great first touch out of his feet and a great effort that forced the save. And him just making that slight adjustment and taking aim at goal allowed Wolves to get the opportunity to score that winning goal. And that sums it up for me. You've got to, as a striker, you've got to start being, at, at times selfish at the right times of course but you've got to start making making the goalkeeper work and that's exactly what he did
1: We've been banging this drum for a while Liam on this podcast a couple of things really we want to see I know Cunha wasn't fit enough to start but we want to see Raul with Cunha is the best option That's the best option that are going to give a struggling side who was struggling to score goals anyway on the pitch um, The best chance the best chance of scoring We've, we've always backed Raul, and I think you've got to take Raul Jimenez um, You know 2.0 version um, separately to the 1.0, and I think it's it's unfair on him to kind of expect the levels that we saw, obviously pre, you know, pre, obviously the the, the fracture, the school fracture. But at the same time, and when you look at that team and you look at the strikers that are available, Raul Jimenez, whether you like it or not, is the most likely player, the most likely forward that is going to score a, a, a football goal for Wolves. Now it's been over a calendar year now, uh, Liam. It was after um, after Saturday's game, and thankfully, you know. Uh, we we all had the stat ready to go with with um you know with the strikers not scoring for it which is it's an incredible stat it's an it's it's obviously an incredibly worrying stat but an incredible stat but because of the one because of the win because of the three points it kind of got glossed over a little bit but at the same time even though Raul Jimenez has had now had eighteen appearances in that calendar year where he hasn't scored a goal he still I still want him on that pitch rather than any other striker at this moment in time and and I've got to be honest. Um, that includes if they're only playing one up front, Matthias Cunya.
0: Yeah, I can see the argument. I can. Um, if we're going to be really technical, it's actually Friday is when the uh, is when the year.
1: I know, uh, but they're playing on Sunday. No, so. you're right. I know. I know. I know. Is like, that spoiling like, an article for you? is it on on Friday? Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, well, there will be one on Friday. Oh, okay, um, but uh, <laughs> Wolves aren't playing
0: till Sunday. No, no. So yeah, the walls have reached a calendar year. Let's put it that way. And. Um, Look, it's a very damning statistic, isn't it? Let's not dress it up anything other than what it is. Um, and it 18 really-
1: for Fabio, by the way. 18 appearances for Fabio in the calendar year. Seven for Sorry, 18 appearances for Raul, seven for Fabio, one for Kalajic, 12 for Costa, and seven for Cunha. Added together... Oh, crap, I'm in trouble here. Uh, Added together, 26, 36, 38, um, I'd say that's 45 appearances um, up front for Wolverhampton Wanderers in the Premier League without a goal. Buzzing. Incredible, really, it isn't it's, it? It's astonishing.
0: I know it really is. You can't you can't dress up and pretend that it, you know it's not an issue and it's not a problem because of course it is. It's, let's we'd be silly to to purely for Raúl's brilliant performance of the day and Wolves winning the game just to gloss over it. So it's a massive issue that needs addressing, and it's not just um, I think the striker position itself, but also the the service into those players. Um, but if we will take the positives from from mm. performance and the way that the Wolves yeah. picked up the three points, um, I have to agree with you that Raul at this moment in time starts. So he was brilliant against Fulham, played in midweek against Liverpool and was,
1: was isolated. Poor,
0: but he was. But you are. Yeah, that, that's fair. He was. I, I can't pretend that he wasn't poor. But at the mm. same time, you have to give him um, the leeway to say that they had. He had no. You know. Service into him. He was isolated. You know, him and Matino weren't getting close together. So, in some you know circumstances, it was Raul's fault because he was drifting out wide um, when the ball was on the opposite flank. And it was he didn't really take up the right positions, but it was an isolated poor performance from him, put it that way. And he then comes back in off the bench. I, I was surprised really to see Costa start in the first place, but he comes back in um, with with the injury to Costa uh, partly through the first half. And that second half, he was absolutely superb again, And he played a major part for me in Wolves getting those three points. Not just from the goal itself, which I've already explained, but he, in his performance overall that gave Wolves a real focal point. And I think if he plays like that more often than not, between now and the end of May, he will score between now and the end of May. Whether it's oh, one goal course, or five course, goals, yeah. he will yeah, score a goal. Yeah. Because there's no way he can play like that and not score, and not just in terms of the performance, but also, as I say, taking shots on goal. It sounds so simple, mm-hmm. but it's something that the Wolves strikers and Wolves players very rarely do, which is incredible. A very few clear-cut chances in games. Exactly, exactly. And even, as I, as I said, with the goal, even when it's not a clear-cut chance, it, it can present an opportunity to someone else if, like Forster did, he doesn't palm it into the right areas.
1: Um, one person who was well, a bit of a shock, I think, when, when the teams were announced, who wasn't in the team, wasn't on the bench either. And that's was his joint top scorer in Daniel Pedence. You spoke to Lopetegui after the game, uh, Liam, and um, it seems like all's not well, really, because he it was very much a tactical decision and and one that Daniel Pedence needs to to obviously take on board and, and get himself back into this well get back into the squad first and and then into this starting lineup.
0: Yeah, it was very much a um, a kick up the backside from Lopetegui. It was a, a message from the manager. Um, because he was asked after the game, you know, is potentially injured, because, you know, he missed the game at, um, at Southampton, didn't he? And, and it was because of a small groin issue, I believe it was. So, mm-hmm. um, although, as we all know, I wasn't there for that game. Um, <laughs> I didn't miss much. Didn't no, miss much. no, exactly. And um, <laughs> so, you know, you, you never know whether there's going to be a small injury, something like that. He was asked after the game about it. He very bluntly said it was tactical, <laughs> um, which I think we all thought anyway, but you, of course, we've got to ask the question. And, It doesn't really surprise me. You know, on the day at the game, you're thinking, oh, you know, Daniel the top goal scorer of the season with five, him and Neves, you're thinking, you'd expect him to at least be in the squad. Mm. But I've looked at it in hindsight, and you think, it it does make sense, genuinely does. Um, Whether I'd have done it or or not is another question, but you can understand why Lopatigi's done it, because he continuously is talking about players making an impact off the bench it's not just about the starting at 11 it's about the full 20 you know whoever plays and whoever comes on and at the moment Pedence is not being favoured to start he hasn't started a game since January 14th which was the 1-0 mm-hmm. win over West Ham which of course he scored that goal he hasn't started since then and every well in the last few games at least every time he comes off the bench he's been very ineffective yeah he's been very poor sloppy on the ball not getting not getting himself into the rhythm of the game, which I think he has struggled with in, across his career, really, with Wolves. He feels better when he starts a game. I think it takes him a little bit of time mm. to get into the rhythm mm-hmm. and to uh, and to be up for it, to be honest. And he hasn't been doing that off the bench. And Lobbeteague's not been happy with that. And he's made a decision to send him a message and to... Well, a very public message as well. Albeit he doesn't say this publicly. We all know the reason why he's not been
1: in the squad, and that's because it's it's not been good enough for him. So... I mean, it's, it's not five on the bench. It's not seven on the bench. It's nine on the bench. Exactly. I mean, that will be that that, that will have hurt his pride. That. Exactly, exactly. And
0: Pedres is, is the kind of player, and I'm, I'm not suggesting that he's a he's a troublemaker because I've got no evidence to, to back that up at all. But what I do have evidence for, having you know been around him and and he's another player. Ironically, I've not actually interviewed yet, and hopefully we'll do at some point. Um, but having been around him, been around the squad, and obviously you know working work, working covering Wolves, it's that he's a player that's quite emotional um, I think he can I think it's fair to say from what I've seen and I think you've witnessed a little bit of the training ground as well we've gone for press mm-hmm. conferences recently a little bit stroppy is probably yeah. fair mm-hmm. Um He's not happy that he's not starting games. Well, mate, because... when you try
1: and give him a hug and then and then you know, ask for a picture by his car, then you get into the passenger seat and have a bit of a chat with him, he's gonna be stroppy. Oh shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the work experience going about the mate. <laughs> That's true, um... true. Uh, I tell you what, there's been some work experience guys recently. I'm not gonna name names, but I'd love to um we used to we used to do um, and you might not remember this keynote, unless you were listening back in the day, we used to have a work experience kids segment back in the days when we were in the office all together and uh we used to get him on and, and rib the work experience guy a little bit because that i, I enjoy bringing people down and mate, i'm a nasty nasty person you do realize that you spoke about me on a podcast really i th- i think i've said this on here before were you were you the work were you in work experience with me and spears yeah oh my god i you obviously made a huge impression mate uh, don't even go there you know this <laughs> you know this i i, I seriously don't know
0: i can't remember i came to a i came to a presser with um with you and Spears and you did a video and everything afterwards and then on a, I was at uni still and then I, I, on a poddy I think a week or two later, Yeah. you were doing that segment and you, one of you mentioned me and, I, and one of you said, oh yeah, he was a great lad or something like that. I'm not even joking, that's genuinely what you said. joking, I'm not joking. Get, not, get me the episode I'm now. I'm not him. joking. I'll try, I, I've, got, I've got no idea what episode it'll be but I, I can sort I of. Do.
1: I do, I, I do, one that never happened.
0: No, 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 I, I'll try and fish it out because I can sort of Get a rough estimate of the of the date, so I'll be able okay. to look at narrow it down to a handful of episodes and find it. I've um, never I've never
1: praised a work experience like since I've been. I swear been to God, really unless,
0: unless my um, <laughs> unless my memory's playing up, and I just wanted to think it was nice. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, yeah, that, honestly, I was on there, but um,
1: but Podence, yeah, sorry, Yes. What breaks. was I
0: saying? Yes, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's fair to say, look, a little bit stroppy. Not happy that he's not starting games. You can see from his point of view, look, he's a player that is. Top goal scorer of the season, I think, has been one of the most influential and dangerous forwards. Which is not saying a lot, if we're going to be honest about, about wolves. But <laughs> no, one true. of one of the most influential <laughs> and dangerous forwards this season for wolves. From his point of view, he should be starting every game, and I, and I, I understand that. Um, the manager clearly doesn't see it that way, or hasn't done so far. I asked him about this before we knew Pedence was uh, going to be out of the squad. Uh, on Saturday and and he did say look he's going to be an important player for me in the future but we need players to have an impact off the bench all this kind of stuff so he was talking about it there look he's implying really that Pedence is not doing it from the bench and he I'd be surprised if he's not back in the squad for the weekend I'll put it that way but it was very much a message a message to him to book up your ideas and um, and it's down to Pedence now really to to put that right you know he he can't continue to sulk and I don't think he will do either but you can't continue to sulk and and um and be upset that you're not involved, you've gotta show the manager I should be starting the next game.
1: Um, do you think that he him or do you think, do you think he's in trouble or in danger of being a casualty of era when when this this season finishes and hopefully fingers crossed they're still in the Premier League and there's going to be a big well, I say a big there's going to be a summer overhaul that has to be with certain players leaving. Do you think that he could be one of those players that maybe isn't suited to the Lopatigia regime or is it too early to say? Well, I'm I'm actually just going to very quickly double mm. check what his
0: um what his contract is contract cause I status think is. I think because I've looked at this before I think it's running up pretty soon so I've got the answer in front of me he'll have a year left in the summer interesting, interesting. so I, I, that's what I thought it was so and there's no option as far as I'm aware as well to mm-hmm. to extend that so it wouldn't um, it, I wouldn't say it would surprise me if he was a player um, if he was a player that moved on I, I don't know exactly if he's a, a Lopathe type player but it's
1: uh, I wouldn't surprise you if he's offered a new deal because it would it would potentially at this moment in time surprise me and then if he doesn't then of course that's you've got that situation there with a the year left where if you're going to get money for them you know you're probably going to have to sell them you're not going to get loads of money i don't think you are are you for someone like Pedence who's got a year left in his contract but that would be the obvious the obvious you know change in, in policy there if they are looking at shipping players out
0: yeah and also you've got to bear in mind the squad size the number of foreign players which we have spoke about a few times in the podcast recently is going to be an issue in the summer and I mean, they'll have a couple of players leaving, like some Matino and Costa are most likely to go, and things like that. But they are that is something they're going to have to look at, and they're going to have to consider the numbers. So, depending on whether Adama goes or Neves or Nunes or however many players leave in the summer, or oh. <laughs> if they all go, then you know they they'll be okay for space. But um, depending on who goes and how many go, uh, they may have to assess those players that are starting to have their contracts run down. Sameda being another one who's got his he, contracts up, but they've got a two year option. His wages are quite substantial, so they want to keep him, but they have to consider financially and also the squad numbers as to whether they're going to do it or not. So, there's, um, yeah, there's 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 a few decisions to make, and Pedence I think will be one of those.
1: Okay, I'm going to give you four four names. Who's the most likely to stay um, to be at Molyneux next season come September the first? Uh, Ruben Neves, Mateus Nunes, Adama Traore, Daniel Pedeze. Oh, that's a tough one. I know, because I just, just made it up on the spot, but I like it. That's Neves Nunes Traore Pedence. Who's the most likely, if any, to be at Molyneux on September the 1st?
0: I will go... I will go Nunes. Okay, interesting. And I was close to not going with him. I think the only reason I will is that his performances so far i think uh, underwhelming is the word to use for his, his season so
1: far you've know. you just brought it perfectly into my next segment which is <laughs> nunez and actually i've got um, i've got it written down here on notes um it's actually nunez what's up with that yeah what's up with that that's that's a, that's, a, that's a great uh that's a great segment
0: title um <laughs> i've before... had some croakers over the last few years oh mate. yeah Cracking. <laughs> Before we do that, very quickly, yeah. the reason it being that because yeah. of his performances, I'm not sure, and because he's obviously on a long contract, I'm not sure a club will pay the fee
1: necessary this mm-hmm. summer to
0: take him, but potentially the summer after.
1: So what's happening with Mateus Nunes, Liam, because um, apart from maybe, a, I would say, they've tried him in the 6 they they've tried him in the 8 they they've tried him as a ten, they've tried him on the left-hand side, it doesn't seem to be sticking, so what but where are we? Is he just underperforming? Is this, um, a sh- for me, it's a shadow of the player that we were led to believe that Wolves were getting. And is it just a case of first season syndrome and he's going to come back and he'll be probably more settled with a role that he's got over the summer and, and he needs a bit more time? Or, you know, are, are we just have we just got another, let's be honest, disappointing potential signing here? And I say another one, but you know, I'm, I'm referencing people like Geddes, et cetera, who just hasn't worked. So... Um, I've been very underwhelmed so far. I'm sure a lot of the people have. I think he's been giving plenty of chances, but just doesn't seem to be putting any kind of a consistent run together.
0: Underwhelmed is the or underwhelming is the right word for sure. Um, I think my argument to to your point about the positions, which is accurate, but my argument is that the best we've seen him has been in that number eight, mm. and that is the position he is. I mean, he's played there exceptionally well for Sporting. You can clearly see the way he carries the ball, the aggression that he carries the ball with, the pace, the skill. He's so silky on the ball. I mean, that is a number eight in a nutshell. And in the early parts of Lopetegui coming in, he played there a handful of times, if that. Did pretty well. He was considered one of the most improved, in a short space of time, considered one of the most improved under Lopetegui. And he's not really played there a lot since. I don't really understand it. I don't, I don't fancy him off the left. Um, I, don't no. think it, I don't think it works. I think in individual games, i.e. Liverpool at home, it worked because Noy was overlapping. They were targeting Trent Alexander-Arnold and I think it worked. Albeit Nunes himself wasn't massively influential in that game. Him playing in that position tactically made a, made a difference. Other than that, I haven't seen really many, many times or many games where that, him playing on the left has really worked for Wolves. And he didn't play there against Spurs, um, and he did play more in the midfield. But he was just too sluggish, too slow on the ball. His decision making was—I think I've used the word slow again. I know it's repetitive, but he, he just seems to take an age to make a decision. And it's a player that I just think is a little bit low on confidence. It's not for a, a lack of trying, and you can you can levy that at a player like Gedez who. I think if we, being honest, didn't want to be there and showed that throughout his time there. I don't think Nunez has shown that. There's been limited times. uh, Brentford away, we both said, when he came off injured. He didn't look like he fancied it that day. Um, Threw a little bit of a strop, I thought. Other than that, I think... For the most part, he has tried. He's wanted to be there. He's wanted to try and make it happen. Sometimes tried a little bit too hard to make it happen, particularly when he was a 10 and he was getting frustrated and he didn't suit that position. I think it's not for a lack of trying. It's really a lack of confidence. I just think he needs something to fall his way. And at the moment, the crowd understandably are getting on his back when he's pinging crossfield balls that are 10, 20 yards beyond the player he's aiming for. And it's just a little bit labelled a little bit frustrated at the moment. I don't think <clears> it's really going to click, if I'm honest, this season. I, I, I think we would have seen it by now. Yeah. Um, I think there will be individual moments, individual games where he'll do well between now and, and, and the end of May. I don't think it'll click completely. But I do think, if Wolves keep him, that next season is really where there, there is potential for it to click. I think he will benefit from a full year in the Premier League. And that's why I don't think a big club will take the chance on him yet, despite the fact that we know City like him, we know Liverpool like him and the managers themselves like him. But I don't, I don't think for the money it would take that they'll take a risk on him after this season
1: and the way he's performed. Do you, feel, do you feel that a departure of Ruben Nevers might help Mateus Nunes in this side? Do you think that, that maybe the way that the, the roles that are, that they're playing at this moment in time and maybe let's bring in Abubakar, Triore or a João Gomez alongside Mateus Nunes and give him a bit of extra responsibility. Um do you feel like that might that might help him? Do you feel that the Neves next to him is is hindering him slightly? Do you know what I'm getting at?
0: I do know where you're coming from, but I don't think you can say for Wolves or any individual players that losing Neves is is a good thing. Really, well, I'm not I'd...
1: saying I'm not saying for the team, I'm just saying for Nunes and his role and maybe getting a little bit more um his role being a little bit well defined, a little bit more, a little better. Rather, rather than he feels like he's moving around at this moment in time. And that's probably because Lopetegui is trying to find, uh, you know, a different formation to to win games. And I feel like maybe he's been the unlucky person who's because he can play in different positions to a certain extent. He's been moved about. But if Neves goes and he's in the center of that park and he's he is that number eight that you need, then do you think that might help him a little bit more? Do you know what? Maybe maybe I haven't explained it particularly well. No, I know where you're coming from. I just don't... I don't think a player
0: like Nunes, the pedigree he's got, the, the, obviously the age he's at and the way that he's been described by... Obviously the Pep Guardiola comment is hanging over him and the way that, that he's been sort of lauded on on the world stage. I don't think a player who should really, you know push his shoulders back, be broad and be on the man, should be concerned about another player like that in the squad. He should really be standing up and working alongside. So, and I think Neves, Neves is obviously a brilliant player and has worked well as captain this season, but he's not the most sort of physically imposing. He's not necessarily the loudest of people. He, he, he leads by example. Mm. I don't think Nunes should be allowing himself to be overshadowed by anyone else. And, I do, I do think in time, with a bit of an adaptation period, he, we didn't want it to take a full season, obviously. Wolves didn't want it to either. But I do think that he will come good in a Wolves shirt, provided he stays beyond this season. And and for those reasons, that's why I think he will stay. And um, he just needs to be played in a position that, that suits him regularly. And for
1: me, that is that is the number eight. And you know, we discussed about potentially Neves... Um, him not playing alongside Neves, that could happen sooner rather than later, Liam, because Ruben Neves picked up another booking on Saturday. Um, ironically, after <laughs> after VAR ruled um, ruled that the the goal wouldn't stand, and um, oh, I think it was something ridiculous like that, wasn't it? Was it VAR? Yeah, it was, or was it offside or something.
0: Um, well, one of the one of the yellow cards he picked up was against Liverpool, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Nunes... Uh, his goal that got disallowed he complained th- about the goal got the booking then the goal got
1: disallowed so yeah. um, obviously we don't know what Neves said um, but he's yeah but, of course but, but he's on the verge of a two-game ban here which yeah. we're, it's a bit of a, a bit of groundhog day from last season
0: yeah so I, I remember um, speaking to you about this last year that we were like there's, there's no way Neves avoids a two-match ban and somehow he did it so he had nine bookings with eight games to go up until the thirty-second game of the season. So that's when the threshold is for those for that for that two-game ban. And he managed to go all eight games without picking up a booking, which was incredible. Um, this year, he's in a very similar position. He's got nine bookings. Wolves have played twenty-six games, so he's got six games to go. Um, it's up to and including the 32nd game. Um, he's got six games to go to avoid a booking. So if he can do the same as he as he did last year and avoid this two match ban, obviously that would be brilliant for Wolves. But even though he did
1: it last year, I think we have to agree that it's probably inevitable that he that he gets it. Because... Is that part of the game we need to look at? Do you think, Liam? I mean, you know, we, we we obviously know how how fantastic a player is, and you don't want to take away from that player and and, and the bite that he's got. But I feel like maybe a few of those games were avoidable yellow cards or maybe he's been incredibly unlucky to get some of the yellow cards and probably some he's obviously deserved but it's um, this is the second year we're doing this now and um, and it's a long way off it's not as if he's just one or two games on that threshold you know eight and six is, is pretty pretty massive really when it comes to comes to trying to avoid a, another an, another yellow card a tenth yellow card so is, is that you know does he need to, to work on that do you feel I think I think the
0: point is that now that he's Captain, um, he very much takes a a vocal um, and prominent role in speaking to referees. Um, I think we all see the way that uh, the manner in which he sort of crowds referees and the, and the manner in which he complains about decisions, which of course all teams do and all players do. Um, Wolves have
1: some, have had some shockers this season as well, haven't they? That's true.
0: That's true. That, you know, you, you, you know, my interview with him after the. Forest defeat in the Carabao Cup was was one of the most incredible interviews I've done the way that he went in on the referees and the decisions and everything it was it was amazing really um and he, and that is true but of you know each club does it but each club for the most part unless you're City and you can have all eleven players surround the referee and get away with it. Um, most players have a handful of, or most teams rather, have a handful of players that, that speak to the we'll referee. Or put your hand on officials as well. Well, that as well, yeah. Um, most most teams have a handful of players that do it, and Nevers for Wolves is one of the most prominent players that does it as the captain, as he rightly should. Um, the problem is that it's not the complaining that referees book people for; it's the manner in in, in which they complain. So we don't know what he said to 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 Nunez, but it, uh, to the referee. sorry after the Nunez goal, but it might not have been what he said. It might have been the way in which he was complaining, the way he was throwing his arms about, whatever it might be. Um, and I do think if he can avoid more of these bookings, it would only benefit him and benefit Wolves. But at the same time, he's also got a role to do, so it's a difficult balancing act. Um, a lot of his uh, fouls and I suspect bookings as well come from transition as well because he he does track back a lot, very aggressive, and is very aggressive in the tackle and occasionally picks up bookings from these as well. But mm. at the same time, do you want to take that out of his game and potentially help Wolves or stop Wolves from conceding a goal just to stop getting one more booking? So um, it'll be interesting um, how he can, if he does adapt, and how he can get through these next six games. And these next six, six games, just to quickly run through them, New yeah. Ca- Newcastle away. Win. Leeds at home. Win. <laughs> Forest away. When Chelsea at home. Massive win. Brentford at home when Leicester away. When so Leicester away is the 22nd of April. Mm. Um that is their last opportunity or that is Leicester's last opportunity um or last game to get through rather to uh, to avoid that booking. So look he's done it before. Let's hope he can do it again, but you don't you don't really want to get yourself in this position every season.
1: No, no you don't. Um 13th to the table like I said before Liam, 26 points 20, sorry, 27 points from 26 games. I mean they go up. They go at that rate for the rest of the season. I mean, I don't think they will. I think they'll do better than that. They'll be safe. They'll be safe. It's Simple as. Uh, it was a good weekend, wasn't it? Forest drawn with Everton, Leicester losing, West Ham losing, Leeds losing, Southampton winning, and Bournemouth losing as well. Um, so, it was a moving weekend in, in in terms of the table. The bookies think that they're fine as well. Um, they're nine to one to go down now, Wolves, and they were almost even money just a few weeks ago, which shows the extent of. The job that Lopetegui's done, it's, um, look, they they definitely can't be complacent. And we know the fact that, I I feel we looked at a couple of weeks ago, Liam, this four-game period of Fulham, Liverpool, Spurs and, and Newcastle and said that they, minimum, they... Would we'd need four points? I think is what we said. Four points was probably I think the, that was right. Yeah. What we what we looked at, of course, better. But they've got four points with three games to go, and we'll we'll preview the Newcastle game in a little bit. But they're giving themselves that little bit a little bit of uh, a chance now, where they can go on Sunday. They can play maybe a little bit more smart, but expansively, and uh, and hopefully get some more positive points, which is definitely going to help the situation going into like you say those two games, two big games against Leeds at home and and Forest away. You know you. you you pick up a win in those two or four points in those two, and I think I think wolves are are done and dusted and, and and definitely in the Premier League for next season, but we shall see um just quickly before we just leave the situation with with the league and and the results. Do you think Lopertiteigi has looked at this side Liam? because it's happened a lot of times second half where he's brought in substitutes and they have changed the game. Do' you feel that that's something that he's looking to do, and that's that's a Loppertege way of playing? Do you feel he's looked at this squad and gone right? I feel we need to maybe keep it tight for 60 minutes and I can change the game with the substitutes that I've got, with the impact substitutes. Do you feel this is just a regular tactic that he's impl- that he's deploying here or do you feel like it's just horses for courses and he's hoping to score as many goals as he can for minute one? Because it seems to me like it's very much um, two parts of the game here from Lopetegui, and a lot of the games that they've done very well in or, or got points in where it's almost like keep it as tight as you can for 60 minutes and then we go in the last 30. If you ask him, do you would you like to pick the right team from the
0: beginning and win three? Now, of course he's going to say that, but I do think you're right, I do, because not just the way that we, we can see practically what he's doing in, in, in games and the way Wolves are playing, but the way he's talking as well. Um, he's talking about substitutes being massively important all the time. He says that all the time. What else does he say all the time? Clean sheets, massively important. He's taking the team out for meals every time. Every time Wolves get a clean sheet, so <laughs> yeah. he, pro- he probably had an expensive weekend. I would imagine. Um, these things are. It's not by coincidence that he's saying these things, and Wolves are having performances in, and results in games where they are keeping it tight. They are nicking results. Oh, nicking's a little bit unfair because they they were brilliant second half against Spurs, but you understand the point. Sure. Um, and I think it's a sensible approach. I do because in the position Wolves were in when he first came in bottom of the league still you know they're in a great position now or better than they were but they're still in you know still in danger (coughs) Mm -hmm. the position they were in the position they are in Wolves have to grind out results you cannot go out and be gung-ho go after teams from the first whistle there are times when you can but every single week you cannot go out there from the first whistle and be like right everyone to the all hands to the pump we're going for it and then you lose 2-0 Mm-hmm. What, what does that serve in Wolves' relegation battle? It serves nothing. So it's not the most exciting at times, albeit second half again, you know they were they were brilliant. But it's not the most exciting at times. But if he gets Wolves the results to get them through this season and allows the manager an opportunity to build in the summer going into next season, that to me seems like the perfect game plan. And so far, he's playing it almost, almost flawlessly. I would say.
1: Excellent, thank you very much, Liam Keen. Right, Liam, I know you like this time, this part of the uh, the podcast. I have got. I'm going to say, let's have a look. It's probably a year three question, year three maths question. No, oh, but um, you've got your you've got your entrance exam. You sat down at your table. By the way, I used to have. This is how old I am, Kino. I used to have those those wooden tables where you used to lift your desk lid up and you used to have all your stuff in the in the bottom. How bad's that? That's old school, that is. Don't I mean, that I knew you days. were
0: old, but that is saying something.
1: That's where I sat my Heimer School entrance exam. OK, so Liam, you sat down your paper. You've got one question to go. You need to get this right to qualify to get into the senior school. Are you ready? I'm ready. OK, here we go. Wolverhampton Wanderers chairman Jeff She received a pay rise. He went from £212,000 to £612,000. How much was the Lamborghini? <laughs> um I,
0: I, I don't know how much that car cost but I know the difference between the two numbers which uh, was Go on. 400,000.
1: Hey! I'm there in the we score. Go. There we go. You are you are through. Liam Keane gets through to the senior school. Congratulations. Um of course this is um this is a um, moving on to to the Wolves revenue um, and the and obviously the accounts that were made public this week. Um loss revenue this is for the 2021 2022 season uh club announced annual loss of 46.1 million pounds where revenue fell by nearly 30 million pounds as well um jeff Shee getting a, a 400,000 pound pay rise as well which is always um, always a bonus um what do you make of the of the financials and, and what came out and um you know better than me um you know what it includes and what it doesn't yeah i mean
0: this is um obviously on the face of it people are going to see that number and be uh, and be concerned because it's no small number. Um, I mean, you can compare it to teams like Villa and maybe it is a little bit smaller, but it's, you know, it's a considerable amount of cash, even for someone like you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, I,
1: I, I knew you were going to dig that out in there. I, I had to drop something in there, didn't I? My um, God. But yeah, I mean, there's a... Look, there's Everybody a... needs to start playing poker. Poker's the way forward. <laughs> forget about your job. Forget about your wife. Forget about your family. Just go and play poker. It's a win-win. I mean, well, you need to... I mean, I was about to say teach me, but I do actually know how to play
0: poker. I'm not very good. Um, so, oh. yeah. Um, In Dorm
1: you did, mate. I remember those, <laughs> those nights. Better strip poker, baby. No. Oh, there's no <laughs> need for that. That's why what, that's what the buttons are <laughs> <were> undone. Um <laughs> so. see the bottom
0: half. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> let's, go to, let's go on to the serious talk yeah, of sorry, finances sorry. now. That serious yeah. talk. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I mean, there's, there's, there's a few reasons for it. I mean... Covid is still being mentioned and it's it, it's a bit of a, a weird one because of the way that obviously the way the financial years work out and obviously Covid you'd have thought it wouldn't be as involved but the previous year's accounts there were 47 Premier League games included obviously there's only standard 38 in in this year's accounts the way that you know you compare the two meaning the figures are a little bit um you, you can't read too much into them because it's the income and going to be different because of the fact that there's less games. Um so that's one point to make. Um turnover dropping, I think that again you know alarm bells come through but if you look at the the report that that Matt Wilder sort of goes alongside the accounts um rightly says that it's more comparable to the 2018-19 season in terms of uh the revenue that was achieved and the difference in those two numbers isn't huge. Um again it comes down to the reason why it's dropped comes down to fewer matches uh, and also poorer overall performance on the on the pitch in terms of the position every, you know, every position you go up in the Premier League you get more money, things mm-hmm. like that. Wolves also had less gains on TV, so they had less revenue coming in from, from T V fixtures, things like that. So all of these things added together, uh, wages as well, um, just to throw a few figures out there, playing staff, um, increase from eighty to eighty six. Non-playing staff rose from 229 to 338. Um, again, that was in some ways linked to pandemic because they had staff coming back in as well. Um, so more more sort of expenditure there. Um, they also spent more money on players. Um, so they had players going out. Again, you've got to cash your minds back because it's not the last two windows, it's the previous ones. You've got to cash your mind back. They had player, uh, money coming in for Patricio and Rafa Mir, players like that that were going out. Um Otta remember him. Um Owen. Big Owen. <laughs> big Owen. Uh, false nine Owen. Um <laughs> but then obviously they brought you know SAR in. Eight Nori went through as a as a permanent player, Mosquera, Chiquinho. Um so overall they had a, a net loss of around about fifty million on player trading as well. Uh, so all of these things added together. Like it it, it creates a picture where there's going to be some concern amongst the fan base totally understandable when you see on the face of it that the figures that are it is a loss um unfortunately the way that wolves have have been spending and you know you consider the the last two windows as well so what next years uh accounts are going to look like as well consider that they it's going to be very hard to return a profit considering the money they've spent but considering these accounts and the money they've spent uh, in windows and and obviously coming back to the expenditure after covid they were, they were never going to make a profit. I think it would have been very unlikely. And the assurances that we get, which I think is going to be most helpful to fans, is that there's a, a sort of framework and a structure and a plan in place where they work towards staying on the right side of FFP, staying on the right side of the profit and sustainability um, rules. And um, all of that together means that Wolves, as they describe it, are still fairly comfortable um, mm-hmm. so it shouldn't be anything to worry about but what I will move this conversation onto which I think is a really important point is how Wolves are going to now approach this summer and maybe even the winter coming up as well um mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the next two windows because unfortunately um Wolves as a club cannot keep spending at the rate they have been in the last couple of windows, it's, it's just not financially not sustainable. Possible. it's not sustainable, absolutely not at some point they're gonna to need to balance the books. And they're not expecting the big summer. I think they've got a you know a handful of key targets, four or five players, real, you know, first choice key targets are players they want to bring in. Um but it also depends on, on movement. So you've got, as I say, Martinio and Costum probably gonna go at the end of their contracts. Adama is still likely to go, mm-hmm. albeit not 100 percent Neves, I think it's fair to say, still likely to go, but not guaranteed. And and if if, Wolves, if, he, if he doesn't go and he's going into the his contract, it's probably likely that he signs a deal so that Wolves can get some money. I think he, that's the kind of position the player is in. He wants Wolves to get what they're owed for him leaving the club. Um, so I think Wolves should be hopefully in a good position when he does leave to get at least you know a decent bit of cash. Um, but all of that together means that they're, they're very unlikely to spend a lot of money in the summer uh, as a net uh, at, you know, Unless they bring, unless they sell Neves and Nunes, and they get, they, they generate a hundred plus million, and, and they've got a bit more to play with, and, then, and they're in the green, and all of a sudden they've got a bit more uh, excess cash to work with, then that that would be the only thing that changes that. But if if that isn't the case, it's going to be unlikely they spend a lot of money. So I think it's about you know tempering expectations as well, managing those expectations because Wolves are going to have to again linking back to the size of the squad as well. They're going to have to be careful with how they manage the transfer window. And it's very much dependent on the place that go out.
1: Thank you very much, Mr. Liam Keane. Right, let's go on to something very, very important. Probably the most important part of the show. And that is the latest standings at Fantasy Premier League HQ, Kino. Are you ready? Oh, oh dear. Are you ready? Now, Liam, you've done really well. Uh, you had a really good start. And I'm scrolling down... It's been a bad week, on,
0: right? It's been a bad week. I've been on
1: page, page one, and I'm scrolling down. I'm still trying to see Liam King. One second. I'm scrolling. Oh, Keane, I've got to 50, and you're not there. Now, bearing in mind, there's a lot of people in here, so you must be able to so keep going, keep going, keep going. Keane, what's happening? I'm still going down. I'm on 70. Do, I can tell you where I am. I can look at it right now. Hit me. 93. 93?
0: What's this, happened, man? Mate, this is out This is out of, like, a 1,000-plus people. I know, not, but pretty 93, easy. 25 this yeah. week? Yeah, I had a bad day, a bad week.
1: My God.
0: But the week before, I got like 100 plus. So give me, okay. no,
1: give me, there's a, little, there's a little bit of leeway there. But, but uh, well, yeah. we've got to buy coffees for the people who finish above us, mate. That, no, 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 no,
0: that's incorrect. What? You've got to buy coffees. Ah, oh, here we go. <laughs> for who give above it the us.
1: you crack, give it the you crack. Um, got to say, top of the tree, still, it's... It's astonishing, Kingo. It's absolutely astonishing. He's kept it going all this time. Wolverhampton Wanderers press officer, Mr. Max Fitzgerald. A is born, top of that Christmas tree, 1710 points. Fair play, fair play. Um, quit without saving, uh, 1692 second. And that's number Juan, uh, third, with 1690. Also congratulations to the highest scorer, out of nine hundred and fifty um people this week, and that was Na- Nathan Tudor? Ju- Ju- oh you're, Nathan you Judah? Really you're scum. Nathan Tudor? You'll scum. Who is gone? Who is now watch out, Max Fitzgerald, is now in seventh. Um with one six seven eight. So um hot on the heels, thirty-two points behind. I would I tell you what, that would be hilarious if I ended up winning the league. That would be hilarious. Just FYI, still got my free hits, still got my wild card, still got my bench boost. They're all, they're all still to play. So um, I'll be using my tokens very, very well. Ah oh dear, your bank balance will be buzzing if you, uh, if you Oh, it Definitely buzzing. will. Oh, they, absolutely, there will be. Uh, right, let's hear from our beautiful sponsors, Kino what have you been cooking in the beautiful air fryer recently from kettle and toasterman hq Kettleandtoasterman.co.uk co dot uk i did some um some like chicken strips the other day they Oh, chicken nice. strips like chicken tenders like chicken
0: nuggets yeah, or were they, yeah, were they, no, they? yeah like the tenders yeah yeah um, so you buy
1: them kind of like on in, in in the supermarket and they're like little flat little chicken fillets no 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 buy them as just
0: raw chicken mini fillets and then bread, mini fillets yeah mini fillets and that's then, it. yeah and then bread them bread them myself with um, I think I told you this about the, when I did the chicken burgers before, but the cornflakes. You said about the cornflakes. Cornflakes yeah, is the way forward. Genuinely nice. I mean, obviously, you can use breadcrumbs as well, which is also good, but the cornflakes mm. is genuinely nice. You crush them up a bit and, you know, a bit of an egg wash, a bit of flour if you've got, got the time, oh. and then oh. bash them in the uh, bash them in the uh, air fryer with some cornflakes on top, mate.
1: Love it. And um, how long in there for? You just press, I mean, it literally is for people who haven't got this air fryer. And there are some incredible air fry offers on Kettle and Toaster, man. So make sure you go, because there's literally from 20 quid onwards. But it is stupidly easy. I mean, if you can do it, anyone can do it. You take it out, you put it in, you put them back, back, you slot slot the, the sleeve back in. You literally press one button and that is it. Pretty much, I mean, uh, mine, it's idiot
0: proof. Mine, <laughs> yeah, even you could do it. Um, mine's even slightly easier than that. There's no buttons; Mine's just a dial. I literally just turn it to a number, and it starts. Oh, really? Starts mine's even easier. I mean, it's because it's a slightly cheaper one. But um, um, yeah, I mean, fifteen to twenty minutes, Similar around there for the for the chicken, Easy. and
1: always cook through.
0: Always cook through, and. And mm. Look, I'm not just saying this because this is the advertisement section, but genuinely.
1: It's not. Uh, we are just talking about it because we're genuinely interested. Well, I, in it I do love an air
0: fryer. Genuinely. Kel- toastman.co.uk succulent, <laughs> succulent and juicy throughout as well. It's oh. not, not dry. Not dry in the slightest.
1: Yeah, you love a bit. Of, just, just squeeze. Just oozes out. Just no. Just absolutely perfect. Because dry, dry chicken. There's nothing worse, is there?
0: Oh yeah, exactly. And it's not. And it's, and it's definitely not that which is perfect
1: oh i mean there's, there's there's honestly there is an array from 30 or 40 quid for an air fryer here um i mean there's a double one as well the salter dual basket if you want to go super fancy for 95 pounds so 45 pound ones for the tower the vortex is 110 let's have a look if you want a smaller one the salter compact hot air Fryer, 25 quid so i mean i'm stunned if you if someone hasn't got an air fryer it's an absolute no-brainer and it's a no-brainer that you do not do not go anywhere else apart from kelantoastman.co.uk. I mean, I'm looking at the pictures in them in, on this on this site. The rotisserie chicken—you cook a whole chicken in there, a whole chicken, man. <laughs> it's Love unbelievable. Isn't it? It's so good. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's a, it's, a, it's as good as you're <laughs> gonna get. So, kelantoastman.co.uk, Make sure you get it. Um, and for the Wolves fans, how would you like a Pablo Sarabia signed shirt? Sarabia signed shirt for you, Kino? I mean, I did my interview with him recently, didn't I? So I
0: should have yes, got one while I was
1: there. But uh, I would love one because I, I, th- I thought he was a very delightful and pleasant man. Um, I mean, tell us a little bit about it before I finish off to see how much the tickets are.
0: Uh, I thought he spoke really well. I mean, his English, he's still working on it. It wasn't perfect, but he tried, mm. genuinely you know, persevered with it, tried really hard, which I think is quite a respectful thing to do. Fair play to him. Uh, Edu Rubio, one of the coaches who helps Lopatigi at times with the, uh, the translation, was there to help when he needed it. But um, genuinely, I think the words I would use would be sort of friendly and humble. The kind of character you want around the team. We look, Other players we've already mentioned, but there's characters that Wolves have made mistakes on. And he does not seem like the kind of character that they've made an an error on. And um, hopefully starts to to turn it on on the pitch. Because there's been good moments, but I
1: think he needs a little bit of
0: time.
1: Um, £2.95, Pablo Sarabia. There are 149 tickets available. It closes tonight at 7.30. Only 54 have been sold, Kino. So, you know, plenty of tickets available. Uh, £2.95, 10% discount code, WolvesPody. Let's go on to... The questions because we have got some crackers this week. I like it. I like it a lot. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. Andrew Hadfield says: Roland, can you play quite well off each other? Any other potential pair going forward who can complement each other? I think those two is the is the obvious pair. Um, mm-hmm. I think Jimenez and
0: Adama. I mean, I know it's a, an old school, an old school one, but you look at just before the goal as well the the cross that Adama put in and Jimenez's <laughs> header that was really unfortunate not to score from. Yeah, that was almost taking us back to 2019. In fact, talking about players that I'd not interviewed before and I mentioned it on this uh, podcast. Um, I'd never interviewed Adama Traore before up until mm. Saturday. Um, so I enjoyed my first interview with him. And um,
1: and I said that to him. He said the same actually. He said I really <laughs> enjoyed speaking to Liam Kim. He wanted to speak to him for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, he did. Adama!
0: Oh, and um and I said to him I said that, that cross and that header, it was like going back to twenty nineteen again. And he sort of he sort of laughed and was like, Yeah, I thought it I thought it was in, you know, it was it was it was a, it was a great header, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So um he's, he says a lot of nice things about Raoul and they obviously got on really well. So um both Spanish speak, obviously. So I think um I think that's got, got some legs.
1: I would hope so anyway. Gail says Who do you think has been the most improved under Lopatiggy? Oh, I'm gonna th- again. I mentioned Nunes, didn't I?
0: From those earlier games that everyone was talking about him being that man. There's a few I could mention. I think Kilman would be up there, um, mm. particularly since Dawson's come in. I think he'd be up there. But I'm gonna go with. I know who you're gonna go with. Nelson Semedo. I knew you're gonna go with him. I. There's been games. Don't get me wrong. I think Bournemouth mm-hmm. he struggled from from memory. There's been games where it hasn't been hasn't gone right for him. But the difference is it might not be outstanding every single week but it's starting to feel reliable it's starting to feel consistent and that i think has been one of the biggest things he's missing from his from his game in a wolf shirt since he's, since he arrived at the club so i would go with that he, he feels I, I don't feel concerned about him on the ball or defensively these days going forward you know he's, he's got a lot of talent but i don't feel concerned right now about him doing that whereas previously for obvious reasons we would have them
1: um, Amar's Music Show. If you could have any wrestling entrance music to play every time you walked into a room, what would you pick?
0: Uh, you'll have to take this one, mate. Because I. Oh come on, um, Kino. You must. You must have liked a little bit of wrestling
1: back in the man, day when you honestly, were eleven or
0: twelve. I'm an I'm an adult who's got self respect, so I don't kay. know anything
1: about wrestling. Again, you're an expert on Super Mario Brothers, so let's let's not go crazy. (laughs) Um, I'll say, uh, I'll say, Triple H, probably Triple H, the game, right? I love it. (laughs) Gibbons. With a month gone now since the transfer window ended, would you agree? Wolves have had the best January transfer window in the league, and how impressed have you been with Matt Hobbs? I'm still laughing about that because that was brilliant.
0: (laughs) Um, It's without without covering. Without covering other clubs in detail, it's difficult to compare them truthfully. But I genuinely cannot think of another club who had a club who had a who had a more successful January window. Not necessarily just because of the quality and the number of players that came in, but I think the positions and and the way the yeah. Wolves have sort of built the team and built the squad. So,
1: yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's fair to say. Um, and with Matt, Hobbs, I mean twentieth, twentieth yeah. to thirteenth, Liam. Well, you know, it's, it says everything. It says about the manager, but also about the players they brought in. No, that's spot on. That is spot on. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. And then you,
0: yeah, with Matt Hobbs as well, it's an interesting one because I mentioned about hope, hopefully sort of uh, meeting him and, and sort of having that sort of introductory meeting, which I've, I've managed to do now and um, and um, and, said, and sort of had a brief hello with him. And um, it, it was it was a fleeting visit, but it was it was good and. Um, and I think, I obviously didn't really talk to him about this, it was more just about, you know, you know, how you get on in the new role and sort of what I do and things like that. But um, genuinely, from looking at the way that the communication has changed, I think it's been a positive. It's not going to be perfect, of course it's not. There's you know Wolves are going to, from the club's point of view, are always going to be careful as to what they do and don't do and what they say and don't say. Um, but you look at even just player announcements, for example, where... He's a lot more detailed. He They're, they're his genuine quotes. I mean, he's, he's putting the, the effort and work into this and he's wanting to give the fans a bit more an insight into not just what the player will bring, but how they got to signing him and, and, and what goes into the work behind the scenes. So little things like that are always going to help fans. And I think the relationship that he's got with Lopatigi has been very fruitful very helpful um daniel lopatigi lopatigi's son um is sort of heavily involved in that as well and, and sort of an intermediate between the pair um and they've been they've been working really well together so that is so far is only a good thing and and the signs are, are promising
1: so Paul, we kind of answered your question about first half, second half, and sixty minutes, etc. Hopefully, uh, Wolves win podcast. Uh, not long to go until Black Country Derby at the. This is this is this is them saying this, not not me, because I know we have got a few West Brom fans who listen to this, even though it's a Wolves podcast. Um, the thorns, Uh would be good to see as many Wolves fans cheering them on. At, uh, the Wolves women, let's go, Pawthorns golden black. He says um, so. Um, Wolves win. Are we are we going key now? We are indeed. We are, we are. To, by the way, um, off topic. Well, not off topic. Pretty much on topic. But have you? Um, can we get accreditation for that? Have you sorted that out? For
0: uh, I, I, I haven't, but I will do it for you. Don't worry. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, a week, it's a week tomorrow, isn't it? It's the sixteenth. So yes, yeah, um, big game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So don't worry. I'll, I'll sort us out. Um, yeah, a like, lot. We, we've been meaning to get to a game for for a bit of time because obviously fixtures with the, with the men's first team has been mm. has been intense. So um, it's, well, what better game to pick than another Black Country derby where Let's be honest. Wolves are massive favourites, and um, and going away to uh, to Samuel Towns Paul No, oh. <laughs> it um, should be. I would hope a pretty a uh, pretty successful evening. I think it's um it's an evening kick off, isn't it? On the Thursday. Yes. So, yes. So it's uh, it should be a good night. I'm looking forward, and hopefully as many fans can get there as possible. Obviously, you know the, the men's first team won't be playing on that Thursday. You know, I couldn't understand why. Some people won't find it difficult on a Thursday evening. But with them not playing, you'd hope you get as many numbers there as possible and make it a, a, a good atmosphere.
1: Yeah, it should be good, mate. Um, and we'll also get into the 20. 20- I mean, this is the second half of the season when things start. We can try and work and manipulate our schedule a little bit. And uh, we've got a 21s game as well coming up.
0: Yes, on the Monday the 20th, isn't it? Um, mm. The 21s. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I, again, there's, there's you know, players like Hodge and Lemby Keith who have been around the first team, obviously dropping down there. Louis Molden, who's come back off his loan. Um A lot of you know very good players that um that they if I can watch, I always want to try and get over and watch and, and it leads itself to hopefully some good articles as well so um yeah it's um it's it 's always good going out and watching and watching the women or the academy and, and and you know getting ourselves out there and watching more football i mean our our are happy you know they they, they want to get us out of the house so uh yeah, <laughs> let's get out there and
1: watch well, if football. you want to, if you want to get out of the house keno um what are you doing on bear with me? The weekend of where there's no games. It's international break. The 25th of March, what are you doing? Uh, The 25th of March, I won't be doing anything, but the 26th of March, I'm busy,
0: and you know why. Go on. The Dave Edwards Charity Game. Boom!
1: Boom! 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 We're going to be speaking to Dave next week on the podcast, actually, so we're going to have him on, um, should be a a great day. Loads of people are going to be there from both Shrewsbury Town and Wolves. Legends are plenty. We're going to be there. Dave's going to be there and we're going to be hearing from him next week Um and make sure you've got your tickets and we'll, we'll obviously Dave will come on and, and obviously publicise it but I can remember actually when, you know, under Noona where kind of Dave got, Dave got phased out and he didn't really get to say goodbye properly so I think it's, if if you are available on that weekend, it would be fantastic for, for people to go down to show support to great charities that, um, that they're raising money for and um, it would just, it'd just be an absolute great day. Don't you think? Would you like to go? Would you like to come with me? I'll, I'll be there, mate. I'm going to be there. I'm looking forward to it. March the 26th as well. I mean, there's loads of dates for your diaries here which is um, which is obviously on the Sunday as well, is the Wolverhampton 10K. So you could do the 10K and then go to go to the game. Yeah, I'll meet you at the game, mate. Nice one. Are uh, you not fancy it? God, no.
0: No? No chance. I mean, I, I, this is perfect timing. I didn't even tell you this before we started recording, but my, go on. my legs are absolutely aching right now. I did legs in the gym yesterday and I'm struggling.
1: Well, I'm doing the double because I have entered the Wolverhampton Wanderers 10K, mate. Oh, crap. Um, Yes, so I'll be running the 10K, um, 17 days, 21 hours, 42 minutes to go, um, in support of Compton Care as well. So, look, uh, amazing charity. Get yourself down there. If you can do the double and go and do that and then get yourself down to Dave Edwards' um, you know, charity game on the on the afternoon, it'll be absolutely perfect. So, it starts at Molyneux, Kino, and finishes at Molyneux. How good is that? Can't be that, can you? I mean, that is pretty good, to be fair. That's pretty amazing, That's and if there's anyone anyone at Wolves listening to this um, from, from uh, any of the team there and they've got some because there was no VIP ticket for me so I have to kind of like start on the start line there's no showers so if there's any indoor kind of like private rooms for a, a shower and some biscuits and stuff beforehand before I, I go onto the start line then that would be much appreciated <laughs> Honestly, you don't ask for much do you? <laughs> you know me mate i high maintenance right. Um, Andy Matthews any news on the Villa match being rearranged as it's on Coronation Day that's not Coronation Street Day. <laughs> no, it um, not. It's, um, it's the old King Charles is, is obviously getting inducted into the um, into the UK Hall of Fame, so he's uh, he's in. Um, there's been talk about games getting rearranged, but nothing as such yet, Liam. No, and and the fixtures from May haven't been
0: rearranged for TV yet either. I don't believe so. Um, so obviously some games for certain on that weekend will be moved. Um, we're still waiting to hear whether all of them will be. Obviously, whether Wolves Villa will be when they move for TV, regardless of the coronation or not, is another point. But um, I think it's more likely than not to be moved, but we're still waiting to hear. So put that one on ice, and hopefully I'll get something out uh, via Twitter as soon as I find out.
1: Good stuff. Uh, Robin Taylor says, Do you think we will return to five at the back following Collins' masterclass against Spurs? Uh,
0: I don't think he will, no. I think he'll, he'll stick with what he's been doing, but I think... It's fair to say Collins was very, very good when he came on. So credit to him. Um, he needs—that's what he needs from players coming off the bench—is what he's been talking about, and he got that from from that man. So, um, but I don't think he, I don't think they'll move back permanently. I can see it happening again. It clearly worked, you know, in certain games, whether from the beginning or partway through. If they need to make a tactical switch, then I think that that option's obviously there for them. But no, I think they um, I think they stick with a, with a forward the back for the time being.
1: Freezing Wolf says anyway, just wondered, um midfield options including Gomez, Bubacar, Lamina, Sarabia, Nunes, Neves, what do you think the first eleven midfield will look like on the first day of next season?
0: Well, it's, it's whether Neves is there or not, really, isn't it? Um I think Lamina, Bubacar Traore, Joe Gomez, uh Nunes, they're all fighting for two or three spots probably. Um and then you throw in a Hodge probably it, it, is in and around it if he doesn't get a loan um, and then we might be you know maybe a new signing if Neves isn't there so um difficult to say because we're looking you know we're looking ahead at you know august and and we're in march and so many there'd be so so much going to happen between now and then in terms of signings as well and players moving on so um the, the of players i mentioned will all be i think around the club though
1: Andy says, "Do you ever get Aggro off the other half when you go to cover a football matches But pull out the trump card and say it's my job, or do you get the full dirty looking, cold shoulder treatment like the rest of us?" It's the opposite for both of us, isn't it? It's
0: like you know, <laughs> just delight to get us out of the like house. Party aren't they? poppers are out, and everyone's buzzing. Um, no, no, not at all. But you know, she knows it's my uh, it's my job, and uh, and we crack on.
1: I would say I would say that i I think we've both got uh, I was gonna say wives there, but you've you've haven't you haven't got down on one knee yet, mate. But I'm waiting for the summer and um I'll be there with um with my little um little camera mate when you get down and do your little speech and uh, snap the moment. I think it'll be very beautiful. Or well, you'll be in um, the bushes, or are you just <laughs> I'll be in the bushes, mate. <laughs> like that like that meme. Just there going, Oh <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, I think um I, I think we've we've both got um very tolerant other halves. I must admit th- it's, it's less about going to the games because they understand, they understand that that's our job, but um, it's more like when you're on the sofa and you're scrolling through Twitter or on the night when you're going through all your notifications because you haven't had a chance to, to look at them during the day. And part of our job is, is fan engagement as well, as much as being there and doing it it's afterwards. And I think sometimes when they're trying to talk to you and you're like looking or you're not really replying properly or you're supposed to be watching a, you know, a show together, that's when it, I can get a little bit of jip
0: yeah i i think that's pretty i think that's pretty bang on because
1: we i think we both uh or you're out and you're having dinner or lunch and you just i'm texting you or you're texting me like what are you doing i'm like yeah. let's well, work that's when it doesn't go down very well i don't think we
0: struggle to turn off but we don't no but i don't think we necessarily do it that often you know what i mean i think we're both sort of we're in it quite a lot so uh, well it's not
1: an eight hour day is it like we'll text no, each other in exactly. the morning or when we're off or night or whatever it's just part of part of it you've got to immerse yourself in the wolves in the wolves bands Right, exactly. I can't I can't put my phone down, mate, I'm always involved. <laughs> uh let's have a look. Uh how serious is the cost to injury, says Matthew Bowden.
0: Yeah, so um hopefully hopefully a bit of good news. I think we'll find out for certain on Friday speaking to, to the manager. Um But I can say this I think with, with a decent amount of confidence that um no news is is good news. You know, mm-hmm. had it been something serious the club would have would have announced it by now as far as i understand it, it's 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 not as serious as, as they were first as first feared at least particularly when you go down with with a knee and you get stretched off etc so um it'd be interesting to see the exact layoff time but i don't think it's as bad as some people were were uh, were worried about so um yeah we'll find out for certain on
1: friday at the press conference but um but yeah so, so far i think no news is good news uh, Rose says, "Can you talk about Ryan Giles? Dynamite last season at Cardiff, with most assists in the championship. Before Wolves brought him back in January and sent him out again, which messed his season up. Borough and Carrick uh, raving about him. Yes, I can. I can say firsthand he has been unbelievable. Uh, Ryan Giles. Surely it is time to bring him into the first team squad. And I guess this is an interesting one, Liam, and one that we haven't discussed about too much. And maybe it's one we can we can maybe go on about a little in a little bit more in depth next." Um, next couple of episodes but you talk about outgoings you talk about incomings you talk about someone like Ryan Giles now I think a big aspect of this and let's say it and I hope they do I really do I, I think it'd be great it'd be great for the banter maybe not great for two games for me next season but if Middlesbrough do go up this season and Ryan Giles in the Premier League I guarantee you guarantee you Middlesbrough will be looking to put a big offer in for Ryan Giles and keep him at Middlesbrough what do you think it's an absolute no chance whatsoever that Ryan Jazz could be sold and you know you've got a young wide left wing back slash left back who's who's taken the championship by storm do you think do you think Wolves are 100% going to recall him and he's going to be part of the first team squad and if he's not what kind of price do you think Wolves will look to get him if it is going to be a situation of look you need to sell before you buy here because like you say, the money just has to stop at some point there's a lot of ifs and buts
0: in this one because there is. because he's uh, he's a player who obviously done very, very well at the Championship level. Um, but there's a big step up to the Premier League. Wolves have got, you know, they've got Bueno, they've got Nori, they've got Johnny mm. who can play there. Um, it's whether you see Jars as playing further forward, which I know he has done as well in, down in the Championship the last season or two. So um, it, it's difficult to see unless there's players moving on where he fits in uh to actually have a decent amount of games and be part of the squad and and have what he's going to want which is playing football so that's the first thing
1: i'm not sure that there's there's room for him just yet lo- 23 years old liam so from ryan's point of view he's played regular first in football i don't think he's going to be ready to go back on. i think he'll want to play regular football and regular premier league football 23 and you say you know he's a youngster 23 isn't that young these days you have got a very short space of time at the top level maybe at 23 maybe like and he hasn't played at the top level yet maybe like eight nine years maybe at the very highest level if you make it i'm not sure whether he i think he'd want certain guarantees going forward um It'll be interesting, won't it? With no, what exactly. We do
0: with no, and that was exactly my point. I think the guarantees of playing football is, is what he's going to want. So so that's really, at this moment in, in, in time, makes me wonder w- whether he'll get that chance. Let's remember back to back to last summer when Bruno Large wanted him to come in and, and at least have a look at him. And before they even left on pre-season, he was off on loan. So mm. um, I think the club like him, clearly. They see how well he's doing. Whether he's actually going to get the opportunity to play... Whether the timing is going to work out with him, because as you say, he wants to play, but Wolves have got players in those positions at the moment. I don't know if it's going to work out. Um, but are clearly very keen on him. Uh, no surprise there. If, I, as far as I understand it, there's no sort of communication over a permanent deal yet. But I think if the money was right, I think I don't think Wolves would would, would be against it. His he, contract is up in the summer of 2025, so um, they've got you know a couple of years left. And is it the right? Time I'll give you. To maybe I'll give you a figure.
1: In? I'll give you a figure. Okay. Really? Okay. Um, Borough go up because I, I, if borrows don't go up, they're not going to make. I don't think they're going to make a permanent offer, and I don't think they'll be able to afford him. So it's only if they go up. So again, like you say, lots of ifs and buts. But if they do go up, I'm giving you a faxed offer, Jeff She, seventeen million pounds. Uh, yeah. You're taking it
0: absolutely. Okay. okay. Two years left. He's never played in the Premier League. Of course, you're taking 17 minutes. I don't think I don't think they'd offer anywhere near that. Do you not? Uh, I think I think you're getting closer to 10.
1: Really? Okay. Only okay.
0: because of the I don't know if he's done very well on the Championship. He's got two years left. He's never played in the Premier League. I'm not sure whether there's an English tax involved. Or, but I don't I don't think you get that much. If you do, great. But I don't. I, yeah, I don't see that.
1: I'm not sure. I, th- I think. I think he's selling them short a little bit. I think you know, 23 years old. I think he's he's absolutely one of the top players in the championship. You look at players who have who have. Re- I mean, he'll be in the he'll be in the team of the year. That's for certain. You look at players who have done well in the championship. The likes of you know Harvey Barnes. And obviously he was at Leicester on loan. But but you know he he really did did great things before he. Before he's come up and then and then done done the business again for Leicester when he's come back. But like Morgan Gibbs White for Swansea and look how much he's gone for for Nottingham Forest. You know, he did nothing in the Premier League really, did he? Before he went, he went for 30 plus. So I'm I'm saying like, you know, it might be 12 rising to 17 or some kind of I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, you know, a 15 to 17 million pound deal at least that's um that's proposed. Okay, it might have certain you know, add-ons, etc., but it adds up to something like that. Because at the end of the day. He's a he's a quality youngster that I think could go on to to really big things, and I think Wolves will want to be, um, you know, given a, given some guarantees that if he does do it without, you know, not under Wolves' books, that they are, are rewarded for it financially. No? Yeah,
0: I, I, I can see it. Don't get me wrong, I can see it. I just I don't know if it will be as much as that, but I don't know. I'm not sure. But I I think if you were to ask me which way I'm leaning right now, if the, if, the, if the money's right, I would lean towards him. Probably moves on, but it depends mm. really on on whether anyone from the Wolves first team currently in those positions moves on, whether um, and whether Wolves want to want to bring him in and have a look at him.
1: Mm. Of course, English helps as well. Remember, well, English I was text. actually I, that
0: was the final point I was going to make. The fact that he's going to be homegrown is going to help obviously with their with their
1: quota uh, and their squad mm-hmm. size.
0: So look, it's it's not impossible.
1: Let us know what you think. Let us know whether whether you agree with Liam, it'd be a lot less, or whether you agree with me, and it's that same ballpark, or maybe even more. You never know. So I'd be interested to know what people's thoughts are. Finally, from Rich, what position do you both see us finishing in this season?
0: I think did we both say the same? And said sixteenth when Laporte first came in, or did you say fifteenth? I said I said fifteenth. Yeah. So I would probably go a little bit higher than sixteenth, but I don't think mm. I don't think I would. I don't think i would you know, get carried away and say 11th, 12th, 10th, anything
1: along those lines. Sure. But, um, I'll go with 14th. Okay. Yeah, I th- I think you're probably right. I think 14th, 13th, 14th. I think pretty much where they are at the moment, I think, you know, Leicester, West Ham, Palace, they're all kind of in and around Wolves, but I expect probably maybe one of them to go ahead of Wolves. Um, I mean, I think I think there's no reason why they can't finish 12th by the way, which um the level on points with Palace, but I would say Anything around there, but I don't think they're going to be involved. Touch wood in some kind of crazy relegation battle. With two games to go, and that's the most important thing for me. Thank God for that, by the way. With Everton, the Everton at home,
0: the penultimate game of the season. Oh, you just want that to be gone. And don't ask away up. last game of the season. The last, you, you don't want those two games to be no. reliant on staying at my word. No, you don't. Absolutely
1: right. Okay, Saint James's Park. Why, aye man, we're off. We're off. So annoyed this game's been moved, Keanu, because, I mean, you talk about the... We talked about the top of the podcast about that picture. I mean, that picture could have been Newcastle on Saturday night, baby, if um, if there was a three o'clock kick-off. But unfortunately, it's not. So I'm going to go there on the Saturday daytime because I've got to go meet some, some friends and relatives. You're going, you're doing it all in a day. It's a hell of a trek for fans um, who are going to go, but fair play for them on a Sky game as well. So um, it's a long, old journey. But um, look... Four points, like I say, from from those three games. You're going into this Newcastle game now, and they can go and play with a bit of a bit of freedom, a bit of confidence. They've obviously, you know, you know, gone up to thirteenth in the table. And for me, a Newcastle side that yes, they've had a fantastic season, but after that EFL tra- EFL, you know, Carabao Cup final, they're kind of on a bit of a downturn at the moment. I think you can get Newcastle on
0: Sunday, Liam. No, oh, I think you can as well. Absolutely, um, but I also know how difficult it is to go there and, and, and play. Um, and Wolves, you know, they've they've always got decent enough results against Newcastle. It's always been one 0 here, a one one. Um, I think was it a one 0 loss there last season? I think mm-hmm. I think that was right, wasn't it? So
1: um, lost three and lost three and drawn two of their last five in the Premier League. Slightly worse than I thought it was actually, um, <laughs> but either way.
0: Um, I think it's it's always close games. It's always close games with them, and I think you go there probably with the same sort of mindset of I would say keep it fairly tight and 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 look to do something late in the game. Um, it might not be the most inspired or exciting, but you've got a little bit of leeway again with three points against Spurs. Look, it'd be great to go there and get a win. Of course, it would. Um, but I think you you know you come away with a point there, and I think I think Wolves are in a very very happy position after these last few games. So, um, yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, the, the, the sort of standout players, I mean, Botman, of course, could have been a Wolves player, couldn't he, mm-hmm. a, a while ago? All those um, years ago. All those years ago. Um, I think, you know, he's a very sort of solid centre-half. Dan Burn, obviously, he's been playing left-back a lot uh, recently, and is, um, is massive. So, I mean, set-pieces are going to be very interesting because Wolves don't score for many, but I think defensively they've got slightly better. Dawson, obviously, very good in the air. So, I wouldn't necessarily back Wolves to score from any set pieces at the moment, um, but he, provided they can keep players like Botman and, and Burn quiet, I think he'd be happy. Obviously, Trippier set pieces wise is going to be um, incredibly dangerous, and um, and then he'd probably have to highlight who is their best player, which is Bruno Gimaraes. I mean, I think he's I think he's a top draw midfielder, um, and that battle is going to be really really interesting with uh, with Neves, and um, and let's hope he can avoid that yellow card.
1: Oh, let's hope so. Um from a formation point of view, what do you feel that Wolves will go with? You said that um that James James Nathan Collins is probably likely to be on the bench. Uh <laughs> likely to be on the bench. Um so you go you go with four at the back. So give me your give me your team that you think will will enter um Sunday. I I think they'll go four three three. And
0: I think they'll match up uh against Newcastle. You obviously have played that quite a lot as well. And I think it'll be Saringol, Mm -hmm. Samedo, Dawson, Mm Kilman, left-back. It's a tough one, but I think Mm. Johnny probably keeps his place. I would probably give it 60% Johnny, yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably a good number. yeah, we'll go Johnny. Midfield three, Lamina, Neves and Nunes. Mm Mm-hmm. I think Sarabia starts on the right. Yeah. Jimenez starts up front. Here we go. Cunha starts.
1: Yeah. you know that's what I want to see baby. I
0: say to the left but you know it'll be yes. it'll be adapted it'll be sort of drifting closer to Jimenez Nunez will be coming out. So 4-3 but perhaps moving into the sort of 4-4-2 four, four, when Nunes comes mm-hmm. out to the left. So a bit of a diamond in midfield sort of sort of position. So um yeah. I think that's what it will be, and, and to be honest, I'd be happy with that starting eleven.
1: I'd be delighted with that. I think that's the way forward. I really do. And you know, Pedro Neto, but I, I still think he's probably better to be off the bench. It will depend a lot on on Cunha, but you feel that he's probably fit for the game. Very, actually, very likely that Costa, even though it's not serious, will probably not be available for this game. I think and, and Adamatriori. I always think that he, that he he would prefer to be you know from the bench and making an impact. I think that's the team to go with, Liam. I really do.
0: And I would be very pleased to see it because I want to see Cunha and Jimenez. Uh, we've both been banging this drum, but I want to mm. see him from the start and see him t- see him playing together again. So uh, yeah, I think I think that's got all the makings of a team very capable of winning.
1: Yeah, and look, they could do the same as well with Callum Wilson and, and Isak as well. So it's not like it's you know completely different to what to what they might be doing because Isak's kind of like one who's who floats wide. He's not really a number nine as such as well. So it's. Um, I think that'll be a very interesting formation, and it's, it nerves me slightly that I've agreed with you. So I'm, 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 that's a bit that's that's a bit worrying. So right for what we're giving away this week, you choose what we're going to give away, and I'll give the prediction. Have a think. Um, I'm going to go for Newcastle United one, Wolverhampton Wanderers one. Is it? Did you say is
0: my prediction counts or yours? Your
1: prediction, and you choose your prediction, and you choose uh, what's available. What we're giving away this week. Oh. What do we just about give? to send an ice kit to one lucky customer. There's some. There's a. There's a mug that's going out next week as well. Um. There's. There's. We're giving away so much this year. I've just sent a couple of shirts across. I mean, people are winning left, right, and center keynote. so people are hanging on what they're going to be winning and what your score prediction is going to be, Bebe. Uh. What should
0: we give away? Uh, you know, we did ice kit before. Should we do? Should we do the Because I really like the awake kit Okay. Let's go. With the let's, away let's kit Let's go for it. Let's go. Awake kit.
1: Okay. Here we go.
0: And, you know, you said that it concerns you that you agree, oh, agree with me. no. Okay, no. Unfortunately, I'm agreeing, Come on, I'm agreeing with you. You're going for it. 1-1. I'm going for 1-1. it. 1-1. Well. I'm going for it as well.
1: 1-1. Score draw. Um, how are you getting there on Sunday?
0: Uh, I will be driving up to around Warsaw. And I will be leaving my car
1: and I'll be jumping in the car with Alex Dickham from the Birmingham Mail. you driving me. Oh, yeah. Make sure you use their petrol, mate. But make sure, you know make sure you he, he get at least a couple of decent service station stops. Weatherby service is probably the best.
0: Uh,
1: it's a long old journey, mate. It's a good four hours for you. Yeah, it is a long journey, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah anyone right. staying in, uh, in in Newcastle on Saturday night, I will be probably playing a poker tournament at Asper's Casino. So wow, that's probably, probably will be trying to earn some wages for the weekend, right? Keno, been a pleasure, mate. Feels like it's been forever. I mean, obviously the last one was late night London. We might have a bit of an announcement next week potentially on uh, on, on on podcasts moving forward, but um, I'll 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 leave that one hanging. Uh, we'll also hear from Dave Edwards next week, but from me, from Liam. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye bye.
0: We're Wolverhampton, we're on our way.